0: starting a business they still gonna have their trials yeah and for sure stuff, but.
1: i think the biggest mistake most new entrepreneurs make is what they do with the money
0: mm, what they
1: do with the money when you're making facts. money and you make it fast it's important to be a steward over that money because like i said um my mentor uh, justin he said this he said you gotta do right with your money because one day you're gonna need your money to save you yeah get to so the cake like, I'm on a mission for maze, no matter how long it's gonna take Back, I could just see it already, give me that new Benz or the Rafe Watchin' my own back, where I'm from, it was never safe Yeah, need hundred M's, and been safe uh-huh. Last chance, life, a movie Roll another one and get baked Mr the with the
0: Gucci What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Between the Lines Podcast Your host, Marquise Elliott here, man If you are a returning viewer, listener, subscriber Whatever the case may have you, I appreciate you Please be sure to go back and check out the entire season one it's so on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, all, this, all audio streaming platforms. Uh, but welcome, right? If you're a first time viewer, listener, I appreciate you for tuning in. Um, you're going to be in for a treat, right? Today we have an amazing, amazing guest, Ms. Brittany Garrison. I appreciate you taking the time appreciate out of your busy you, schedule. Girl. Coming on the show, I know you have a lot of things going on between your podcast, motherhood, um, and all of these things in marriage, so I appreciate you coming out. She's a mom, an entrepreneur, a podcaster, right? She does plenty of great things, you know, for the, for the, for the world, honestly, right, just with all of her work. I'm a philanthropy. Um, so just go ahead and take a second and just introduce yourself formally. Let the people know what you got going on, and then we'll go ahead and take it from there.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, first thing I want to say, thank you for having me. Of course, um, It's definitely always an honor and a privilege, you know, to be able to have some good conversation. Um, but I'm Brittany Garrison. I just turned 30. Because um, obviously he was talking about me not being a millennial anymore. I'm sorry.
0: I thought she was a little older
1: than my bad. <laughs> but um, just turned 30. And my wife and mom, like you said, I've been an entrepreneur now for eight years. Born and raised in the DMV, PG County stand-up. Oh, um, yeah. Talk to went me. Went to school in Philly. Um, and then after I came back from college, I hated working for the government. And so I decided to move to Atlanta to pursue whatever possibilities there could be um so that means i literally had no plan at all didn't know what i was about to do um and then honestly i just started networking found some connections started a business and um you know now all i do is focus on content creation and helping service-based businesses pretty much understand content so they can generate more revenue
0: as you should so how did you um i know you talk a lot about you know pivoting coming to etl looking for opportunities Um, How did you, what was your first intro to entrepreneurship though? Let's just start there. Let's just start where you are now. Where did you start? What was your first sign of, okay, this is what I'm going to do, tap into entrepreneurship? When did that begin?
1: Entrepreneurship honestly really started when I decided to leave home. So I was doing kind of like some kind of freelance web development. Mm -hmm. I went to school and got some web certifications to build like coding. It wasn't like when you had Wix and like Squarespace and stuff now. Like you actually had to build the websites. Um, And So I started doing that and that was kind of like, Uh, It was cool, but Mm -hmm. one, I don't like to do a lot of work. So it was a lot of tedious stuff that I didn't feel like doing anymore. But it was also realizing that I needed to do something that people needed more often of like doing web development wasn't it wasn't moving as fast. Mm. And so for me, I was like, I got to find something else. So then I was was in the music industry I used to work actually down the street um, at 11th Street Studios in marketing. And what I used to do for that was artists would come in and they were working with the studio. And basically, mm-hmm. what I would do is help them, you know, put some stuff together in regards to how to get them on social media. Because a lot of the artists I was working with, they hadn't been on social media yet, not in a way for their artistry. So I was doing that. And then uh, through that, found network marketing. And that's where everything changed. Um, I started my first network marketing company uh, tw- the end of 2016, when I first Got moved you. to Atlanta. So it wasn't I.M. wasn't the first. Show. No, okay. that was my second, really my third. But I don't count the first one because I really pretty much just bought the product and drank it. It was coffee. Um, But then I joined another network marketing company. I didn't really understand what was going on. I don't know what the product was. I made $35 in a year. So it's safe to say that I really was trash. Um, And so So then, you know, the whole I am thing came, network marketing. Mm -hmm. That's when I really... Um, was able to see some success in entrepreneurship and business, and now I've since then transitioned out of the industry as a whole. So you started,
0: I, I would say, so that's 2017, with, well, 2016, yeah. when things really started in terms of entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. So we, right now we're, in, we're going into 2023. Yeah. Um, what are some of the changes that you would say that you see, right, from when you first started entrepreneurship mm-hmm. to what's going on today because you look at you know back around that time there wasn't a lot it wasn't too much of content creation Mm -hmm. it wasn't too much of monetizing through instagram and facebook and all of these type of things it was just really more so you know doing the work for real Mm -hmm. but nowadays you have content creation you know you have reels you have tiktok you have all of these different types of ways to promote your business market your business Mm -hmm. um what are some of the major differences that you see and you know do you think that you know the where we are today is more so better than where it was before
1: I definitely think it makes it easier to build a business because you can reach more people utilizing social media. Um, beforehand, you really did have to get like what they call belly to belly. And you mm-hmm. had to meet people all the time to be able to let them know what it is that you do. Now you could just post, a, uh, you know, content. Uh, for me, I was just talking about I'm really focusing in 2023 on YouTube mm-hmm. because what people miss about YouTube and also TikTok is that. Those are places where people search for something particularly. Absolutely. So when they find you, they know that's what you provide Absolutely. them. Um, you know, so I think like just being able to have that kind of flexibility and like know that I can reach millions of people at one time with one piece of content or, you know, do a podcast episode. That's something of value and be able to split that up and reach the masses. I think we're in a far better place for entrepreneurs to really build businesses Absolutely. if you learn how to create content effectively that. You know accomplishes the goal i think people don't talk about what they want to do right. with content so they just post and stuff they don't have no goals for it and i think when you start to break that down of who i'm talking to what i want to accomplish by posting content it changes everything right in 2016 you couldn't do none of that absolutely
0: i agree and <clears throat> that's crazy that you say that because i think when i look at social media right now and the com- when it comes to content creation i think that people don't necessarily do it because they actually have a purpose and they really care about the people I think a lot of people post content because they want to look for the viral aspect. They want to get compensated for it. So that's what they want to get from social media as opposed to actually caring about the people. Because Mm -hmm. take me for an example, right? I do podcasting and I'm not monetizing anything yet, Mm -hmm. right? I don't have ads. I don't do anything to make money. I just post content because I care about people getting Mm -hmm. immense value. Whereas you have other people who like to just post clips and clips and clips and clips and clips looking for that one viral clip. So that way they can say, oh, my God, wow, I can make something from that. Mm -hmm. And having said that, um, how important is it to, especially when it comes to content creation and, like, actually giving value, how important is it to actually know what it is that you're trying to give? Because what I see nowadays is that people try to give a bunch of everything, but they're not necessarily staring toward one thing. You know what I mean? So, like, how important is it to really kind of. Like, know your niche, if, if, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying?
1: I was anti-niche for a long time, okay. right? Um, which came from being in network marketing, the company I was in, when I sat down with, like, a brand coach one time. Mm-hmm. She was like, well, who do you service? I'm like, everyone. What do you mean? Like, everybody can do this. Everybody can value, benefit from this. And I think, like, niching down is important, but I think it's more so about who you're talking to and building what I call an avatar, like, mm-hmm with podcasting with your business if you want to build a youtube channel whatever it's really answering this question i think it's really really powerful it's i help blanks who blank and blank Mm. when i was building my podcast it was the first thing that i learned about it was like who are you trying to talk to because i think when we talk to everybody what happens, the reason why people don't want to talk to, they want to talk to everybody because they don't, they feel like it's not enough people that want to do this specific thing. Not realizing that that's really where monetization right. really happens and right. maximizes is when you do do something in specific and small groups. Mm. Um, there's this podcast I listen to. It's called Grow the Show. Dude says he did 100,000 downloads, right? 100,000 downloads. But only 220 people opted into his program, made him seven figures. Wow. So sometimes we don't want to do the thing that we feel like wow. is so small yeah. audience or whatever, not realizing that that actually will pay you more because they are looking for that. It's a specific person that you're talking to. Right. So they more bought in than just the generalization. So niching, you know, it's not always easy, right. but that's why I say I like the avatar kind of vibe of it, because the avatar now allows you to say, like, I help blanks who blank and blank wow. now. It's, you know, now I know who I'm
0: servicing. Yeah. So let's kind of pivot back real quick to like the network marketing aspect, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, granted, I did network marketing as well. And one thing I will always be grateful for is like the skills that I've learned and oh, yeah. developed, you know, in terms of business mm-hmm. preparation. Um, I think it's, it's no coincidence that a lot of the successful entrepreneurs that we see today, they started in network marketing, mm-hmm. believe it or not. Right. So for you. What are some of the, you know, skills and some of the development through tactics that you've learned and that you carried over to, you know, what you got going on mm-hmm. now? You know
1: what I mean? um, one mindset mentality, being able to do something over time. Network marketing. Uh, my second company was the first time I didn't quit something when it got hard. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I didn't mm-hmm. have immediate success. Like, I'm like, oh, we're going to make 10,000 a month. I'm about to be rich. And I didn't make 10,000 a month in my first 30 days mm-hmm. like I expected. And so I'm like, OK, this is too hard. It's hard, just like everything else has been, but that was the first time I had made a decision to like see something through its difficulty, see something through its infancy, see something through you know over time to see what you can make of it and what do you need to alter within yourself in order for you to get to those places. So the first thing was really just being consistent at something over time. The second thing would be um, confidence. Like I have a I have a vocal degree um, in vocal performance as a singer because I hated talking because mm-hmm. I had a stutter, and I feel like it was a self-inflicted stutter because i felt like mentally when when i spoke in my mind i felt like people were like what the hell is she talking about this does not make any sense all the time and so it would cause me now to speak differently which now created a stutter Mm -hmm. which was weird and i'm like i've never stuttered my whole life so let me just go and pivot and just sing so i never have to talk and so Um, It really helped me to understand my voice. I really even had to have an affirmation that when I speak, people listen. Mm -hmm. When I speak, people listen. When I speak, people listen. And it got me to a point where I speak and people listen, you know, because I understood the authority of what my voice could do. Um, But, you know, it's one thing to be a leader and, like, have leadership qualities, but it is also a skill set that has to be developed and learning how to lead people, um, learning how to deal with different personalities because, Mm -hmm. I'm a hardcore, like, let's get to the money. What What are we talking about? Don't don't talk to me if you're not trying to get the money. You know what I'm saying? But then the person that's like, well, I want the money because, you know, I just want to save the world. And I'm like, for what? Wow. Like, let's get to the back. Word. The person that's like, I want all the facts and all the details. I don't want to talk to you this long if you're not about to get Word. started. Word. And then the person that just wanted to have a good time. And I'm like, what are we celebrating? Word. Because we ain't done nothing. You know what I'm saying? So having to learn how to kind of navigate through conversations with different types of people and seeing the value each type of person had in your team, in that. your organization. Um, so really people, people skills. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, at the, at the job, you go to do the job. Right. When you have to deal with people every single day because they also are, you know, incorporated into your income, Mm -hmm. you have to service people differently. So I learned customer service, customer care, um, people management, but ultimately really just how to stand on my own and feel like the authority that I knew I could be um, and seeing something through so I could be successful so I can make it make sense.
0: I love it. And, and you said something about consistency. It's so funny because uh, one, one of the things I wanted to ask you is just like one, one thing I see about your platform, your, you know, when it comes to social media mm-hmm. is the consistency. Mm-hmm. Right. You have a lot of great content. You know, you, you always have value flowing and flowing and flowing. So in regards to consistency, how important is that? Right. Like I know when it comes to content creation, when it comes to being an entrepreneur, you got to be very consistent when it comes to providing, mm-hmm. and, you know, content or just being there for your team or mm-hmm. whatever the case may have you. But how important is it to be really more so consistent with, you know, your well-being? You know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. in order for me to give value and provide and, and give, like I got to be well first, right? So what? How much? How much work does it take for you to just remain consistent on an internal side before you actually could provide so much for the people?
1: You know what I mean? It in twenty. 20- 2018, I was really, really doubled down on the personal development. 2018 and the 2019 in building my mindset to understand really the inner me, um, because I understood what you said. Like you can't pour out if you're empty. I tried it. You know what I'm saying? I saw uh, my bro Ria. You talked about him earlier. Um, He was doing like a a Monday night call. He was was just giving all the value, and I'm like, oh, that must be what success looks like. Let me go do what he's doing. Only I'm not even filled up enough to make this make sense. I can't even keep this up. I think I did like two calls and was like, this is too much. So I had to really start to pour into myself, not to give it to other people, though I think sometimes you only fill up just so you could pour out versus right. like really reframing my mindset of what I thought, what I believed, what I understood um, and really where I saw myself going so that I can really understand success, understand success principles, understand even having those, you know, specific audios or books that you go back to when I need to know, like I'm about to go to this next level. I'm building something new right now, going into 2023 um, and I know exactly what audios I need to listen mm-hmm. to to get me In the Mm -hmm. mind frame of building, Mm -hmm. I know what I need to listen to to get me in the mindset of scaling. I know what I need to listen to when I just need to seclude myself and really just spend time and grow. And that's really what 2022 has been. So consistently building yourself up, going to the events, immersing yourself in different cultures so that you can learn from people. Um, I think it's important if you're going to lead or build anything to continuously build yourself up in what you know. Because, you know, there's something called the law of the lid where it's like if all you know is all you know, and the people that are following you or the people that you want to follow you, clientele, all of the stuff like that, you can never get to the next level. If, if I start working with thing. people, entrepreneurs or whatever, but I then want to go to corporate America, I want to work with five Fortune five hundred companies, well there's a different level of things mm-hmm. I need to know. Absolutely. I'm a different person that I have to grow into. So consistently doing that, like it can never stop.
0: Yeah. And you also spoke about like uh just pivoting, right? I think mm-hmm. pivoting is very crucial as well when it comes to entrepreneurship because sometimes things are not gonna ultimately turn out the way you want it to. Mm-hmm. But Sometimes you pivoting could actually turn into the blessing that you didn't know that you needed. So sure. how how crucial is it to be for you, for somebody to be willing to accept that pivot? You know what I mean? Like having to do it, but not realizing that sometimes when you do make that decision. Mm-hmm. Like it can be the best thing that you've ever done. Right. Because I know there's so many entrepreneurs who are so comfortable. They're so content oh, for sure. with like what they're used to, what they know. But they don't realize that that one decision or that one change could just change everything for you forever. Mm-hmm. Like when it comes to you and stuttering and deciding a single, whatever the mm-hmm. case may be, that worked out for you. Mm-hmm. Right. But for the people listening, how important is it for them to realize that if you got to make that decision to do something different, that can be the best decision for you. you know what I yeah,
1: mean? I think it's important to kind of evaluate life. And, mm-hmm. you know, for me, 2022 has kind of been a really reflective year. Like what does Britney want? Who is she and who is she going to be? Who do you want her to become right? And what that meant for me was being comfortable with it's been this way for so long but you are you can do more than this you know Absolutely. you you're so used to it there's not even a challenge in it uh, you know switching companies all that stuff like there's yeah. there's challenge in doing something new but something totally outlandish and i'm like i've never been the person that did everything that everybody told me to do mm-hmm. i had a government job that was offering me seventy five thousand dollars a year and i was 22 that's a big bread Shoot. why would i ever leave that you know what i'm saying to people they're like that's crazy what are you doing yeah, you just right. got out of college right. whatever and i'm like nah, i'm moving to Atlanta. Don't even put me years. up for the promotion. You know That was my energy. Right. And my mom was like, what are you even about to go do? I'm like, I don't know. I'll figure it out. And I moved to Atlanta, and then it was like, all right, cool, let's go in the music industry. And I found network marketing. And I'm like, well, I did go to school for five years to do this, but this seemed cool, too. Let mm. me do that. And so I think after I got into the redundancy of what entrepreneurship, especially from a network marketing space, was, it's kind of like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm. When you start making money, you start making a lot of money at that, and a lot of money fast. We both know how that money could be. But it's like when you start to make that money so fast, you get into a place where it's kind of like it's always going to be like this. Right. Now you get stupid, mm-hmm. which and, and that's not true, like everything has ebbs and flows. the market um everybody's talking about this recession right now, they're talking about the stock market, everybody's talking about crypto, they said leave the n f t s in twenty twenty two and what's <laughs> that's what I'm saying,, I did. I but what you gotta understand is that everything has ups and downs. Right. Why do you think that you're just going to go up up, up up, up, Every up, time. up, and stay there? Right. You know what I mean, but you know, I kind of got a little dazed like oh, it's it's always going to be like this. When you're doing it for consistently, you're making that kind of money over time you feel like nothing will ever change. And because of that, when you're forced into a pivot, people don't want to take it. Mm. Sometimes you have the opportunity to pivot. You think about big business. Big business is looking for their moment to sell their business. They're building it all as as high as they can for the moment to sell it. But I think sometimes entrepreneurs, you know, especially when you're new into entrepreneurship, it's your first time being successful, you kind of get caught up and it's always going to be like this. And it's not always going to be like that. So, um pivoting for me was really monumental and honestly, like my pivot 100% is 7 days old. Mm. It's not long. My pivot is 7 days know. old because I had to really make a decision, but I had to sit with myself for a long time to make sure it was my decision. I'm 100% aware that I'm a people pleaser. And I think when you do do people business, it makes it, it amplifies it. Yeah. How do I serve more people or how do I look like this? And when you now have created these looks, what does that look like if you switch? What does it look like if you change? What are people going to say if you're no longer in this, this state of being that they expect you to be in? And for me, it was very hard to deal with the thought of mm-hmm. what I would be losing or considered loss um, if I changed up. Right. Um, is it friendships? Is it relationships? Is it uh, potential networks? Is it money? Is it opp- and I really had to sit with this for the last five months, five, six months of really saying, like, all right, listen to yourself. Listen to God. And what is God moving you to? Because if if he wanted you to do the things that you're capable of, I really feel like my, my experience in network marketing was like a sneak peek. Mm, it was like, like giving you... The platform to develop the skill sets that I need you to have in order for you to do what I need you to do. Mm. You know what I'm saying? This is kind of like training wheels. And I had to be confident enough in my ability of who I am. My mom always said when I was um, building those businesses that um, it's not the company. It's you. What the company has given you is a platform to develop the things that you need to develop in this space. Mm -hmm. And so when I talked about pivoting and consider pivoting, what I really wanted to be sure of is that it was a Britney decision. um, And it was a God move versus just doing things based off of what it was going to look like to other people. And that's hard because what what people don't talk about is grief Mm. of your life. Most people only talk about grief in people. Mm. I had to Mm. spend the last six months Mm -hmm. grieving Everything that I expected 2022 to be where I thought I would be by now, by the time I turned 30 and what I thought my business would be. And it was in a collapsing phase. And it was kind of like, why am I acting like this don't exist? You know what I'm saying? When you're um, in a space where you do personally develop yourself, it's like. You can't think negatively. You can't think. You can't see reality. You need to believe that this is not. Nah, this is real life. You know what I mean? You can believe. Like, that's not to say not to believe. But it was like really taking that time to grieve what I expected. Grieve what was and understand that change can be good. Everything that I've ever done that has changed my life or doing something different has always amplified my life. So why would I think it's any different? Because now you got to stay on your own.
0: Love that. So I love that. And how, how important is it for you to learn? Like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, who do you study? But because I know that you, you have to learn, like you said, mm-hmm. you always got to be willing to fill your cup. So like who are some of the people that you study and why is like learning from other people so important? Like having that mentor that you could, you know, learn from, get the tools from and not thinking that you can do all of these things, you know, on your own. no matter how much development you do reading watching videos whatever i think you need to have someone Mm -hmm. that you can learn from Mm -hmm. whether they be a close friend whether it be somebody from afar from a distance like i study people all over even if i don't know them so Mm -hmm. how important is that for like
1: oh no it's definitely important because i mean at the end of the day mentorship to me is like the gps to success Mm -hmm. so whatever it is that you want to do it's kind of like who's done it and how can i figure out what they did if not learn directly from them I need to know what you're doing. I need to know how to do it. I need to do, know how to do it effectively um, so that I can cut my learning curve. I don't have time for this. I'm 30 now. Life. Like, Thanks. What am I doing? I'm not to you know what years. I'm saying? When I look yeah. at like my previous business and being in network marketing, like I joined that company at 24. You know what I'm saying? And Damn. had made my first six figures by the time I had turned 26, like right after I turned 26. Oof. Um, you know, and so when I look at that, I'm like, "Well, the individual that I was working with at the time, um, when I met him for my first meeting, he was 30, he had just turned 30 and he said, you'll be way beyond me by the time you turn 30 30. and so now i'm looking at all right cool i'm 24 so my time spent my time frame i got right here oh this is gonna be a strong Mm -hmm. six years even though i expected by 30 i will be in a different place financially from my business standpoint etc but everything that i develop like it don't change just because you're in a different arena um it's all applicable you know what i mean um so i think mentorship is really really important but also what you said like following people that are in the space so now that i'm just solely focused on content creation I'm not about to just be following everybody that was Word. in network marketing. Word. It doesn't make sense. Word, it doesn't make sense no you more. You know what I'm saying? So, like, for right now, I really am focused. Uh, I really follow a lot of Think Media. Good. Um, think Media is think crazy. Media. I love Think Media. They're insane. Um, major value. Like, I was telling you about that podcast. I listen to this uh, yes. dude. This guy's name is Kevin Schmidlin. Um, grow, grow the show. I got a podcast now. I, I need to study the industry um so i think whatever you do find somebody to study within the industry so if it's content creation podcasting youtubing and understand the those spaces so that you can really you know create content effectively and do what you're doing effectively and you know i also have it on my vision
0: board that i work with them Mm, i love it i love it so what do you think are the biggest mistakes that entrepreneur that new entrepreneurs make when starting a business like what do you think are some of the mistakes that Maybe some listeners or some of the audience can avoid Mm. when starting a business. They still going to have their trials. Yeah, for sure.
1: I think the biggest mistake most new entrepreneurs make is what they do with the money.
0: Mm, What they
1: do with the money. When you're making money and you make it fast, it's important to be a steward over that money. Because like I said, um, my mentor, uh, Justin, he said this. He said, you got to do right with your money because one day you're going to need your money to save you. Mm. So it's like when your business does change, mm. my husband is a stickler for finances and really being, you know, I'm not, I'm like, let's spend all the money. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, Why are we working so hard? Right. Well, if we can't, you know, enjoy the fruits of the labor. Mm-hmm. He's like, you got to chill. Like, you know, I'm, I'm the person trying to get a $7,000 a month penthouse. Like I'm that, I'm right. that person. He's like, you're nuts. You're going crazy. I'm like, you think so? Like, you don't think we could do this? Wow. But he was really, really, um, he's he's really heavy on the money and the reason being is that like how long does your money last you if you could never do anything again Mm. if you couldn't do another episode if you you start monetizing or all that stuff like that and you could never do another one how long would the money that you did make in your up season actually last you you know and i mean not to be deep but like if you look at it spiritually biblically when you think about the story of joseph and how he told Potiphar like yo there's gonna be seven years of plenty And then seven years of famine. And what you do in the plenty season is to harvest all the stuff so that when the seven years of famine, it's as if it's not happening to you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And the other people now, because of what you did in your season of plenty, you were able to not only make sure that you were good, your family was good, your kingdom was good, all the people around you. But now it's people that can come from other places and be given, um, you know, your generosity because of what you did when you were up. And I think that's the thing that most of us make the mistake is that. Um, especially black people, like I just got to be real. Yeah. We have like this trauma around money where I got the only way people know I got money is if I got on designer. You know what I'm saying? That's our, yeah, that's our mindset. That's like, I got to get the drip. I got to yep. go get the bags. I got to go get the car. I got to go. You know what I'm saying? Now granted you
0: like some nice stuff. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like course. I've done the cars. I've done the crib. I got the, my first time spending like $5,000 just buying stuff. After I did it, I was like, damn, that was dumb.
0: Really, yo, it, that's how it be, for real. You, you know, take,
1: like, yeah. I could have really done a lot with that $5,000. Nah, or, you know, it's the bag, and the bag is dope. Everybody going to be like, oh, you got a dope bag. But then it's after like, they see the bag for nobody, the next two years, they don't, they don't, got, don't even see it you no know more. That. And I think when you look at other cultures, it's like, yo, they don't be having to prove they got money. Right. You see a white guy, and he has on a T-shirt, some Walmart jeans, and some he's getting in a Prius mm. Uber. I'm getting an Uber Black. Mm. You spending ten dollars to go up the street. I'm spending forty five because of what it looked like. So I think that's the biggest mistake that most of us make is like really trying to elevate our lifestyle. And then if things change, I can't really navigate it. Or mm. let, now I gotta feel, oh, I can't let nobody see it. I'm, I'm down now. I gotta try to keep up and maintain the way I've made my life look. Wow. And so that's the, the mistake that I was making. Um, but thankfully, you know, I have a partner that was not didn't care about me thinking yeah. of anything. But and yeah. because of that, you know, when things did change financially, we were living off of money from 2020, just from what we did with it in yeah. 2020. You know what I mean? Um, and so I think that's really, really important to be mindful of what you're doing and be a steward over your money, your finances, when you start to make it in entrepreneurship.
0: Well, wow, I love that. So I'm going to show you this clip that you post on Instagram real quick. It kind of <laughs> dove right in for her, honestly. That's I love that you said that. I'm a the video when I dropped the mm-hmm. episode or whatever, but I wanted to let it play and then tell me um, what you meant by it and just kind of give the audience more of an elaboration because... You spoke facts. I'm not gonna lie. You're speaking facts on it. Let me hold on, let me put a little real quick. It's
1: important as well women to, too, to yeah, make sure here? that it doesn't oh. matter who brings home the most money. It's, it's making sure that even if I made more money than you a calendar year, or in a quarter, in a day, in a month, whatever, it's to still allow you to embrace your role as the head of the household and as the provider. It's too many couples probably competing with their with their spouse. Like right. there's too many people
0: competing. I can stop it there because I really mm-hmm. wanted to focus more on your yeah. part. So. This is kind of going to lead into my next uh, Mm -hmm. topic, which is really more so about your podcast, but Mm -hmm. we're speaking a little bit about, you know, finances. You're talking about you and your husband. So just hearing that clip alone, I Mm -hmm. think that that gave a lot of clarity um, to just like what it's like to be married. Just what it's like to have, you know, play your gender roles, Mm -hmm. even though I feel like there's many different Mm -hmm. philosophies on that. Yeah, for sure. But You said something (laughs) very important in, Mm -hmm. in allowing no matter how much money you make as the woman that at the end of the day, I'm still not going to dilute the fact that you're the man of the home. You still have, you know, responsibility. Mm -hmm. So can you elaborate on that a little bit just for like the people that might be watching that's in a relationship or, you know, that's in that's in the same type of situation?
1: Um, That episode in particular, what we were talking about is like eight money conversations that couples need to have, because what's what's interesting is how different. You know, with anything, we're so different where it's like you could be saying we could literally be saying the same thing, but they're coming around like significantly different. So in that moment, I was saying, like, you know, sometimes he was talking about the alpha female and so he was like you know as women now you know you're over here focused on being the boss and Mm -hmm. doing all this stuff but it's like you know you got a man at home and now people calling him a simp because he cleaning the dishes you know what i'm saying (laughs) it's like nah i think it's important for you to maintain your husband's masculinity or like like i would never go home and be like nigga i make more money than you i bring in you know i'm like because you Mm -hmm. wasn't doing that when i was i I was broke and Mm -hmm. literally you were paying all the bills and you were working 12 hour days for A year and a half, two years, just so I could figure my life out. I could never do that. You know what I'm saying? So that was my my reason for saying that is really understanding that as women, like, play your role. But don't ever make him feel like just because things are different. Like, here's my real philosophy. My real philosophy is understanding that nothing's ever going to be. All the same, right? right? This season it might be I might be a hundred, you might be zero. Mm-hmm. You know, in right. another season you was a hundred and I was zero. Right. In another season, you know, you were fifty and I was fifty. Right. I was seventy and you were thirty. And then we phased you out. My whole goal for building my first business was literally to get you off your job. Mm. So how can I then focus on getting you off your job so that we can build something together and then tell you this is my money? Mm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day. We got the same bank account. It don't matter who money this is. It's all ours. Right. You know, stuff that I do, you know, by myself, like I still like do worship at church yeah. and stuff like that, which pays me. And I remember looking at the bank account one day like, bro, you spending my money. He's like, who's? Oh, hours hours it's our money, wow. you know at the end of the day, it all goes on the same account, it's all the same money, so there's no reason for me to make you feel any different about who's bringing it because you didn't do that to me right. um and if things were to change, like things changed when I got pregnant and I couldn't travel the same and i could so now you you sustain in the same business you we're equal partners, yeah. and I think that's the problem is sometimes in relationships, people are trying to compete with each other.
0: We're partners. Who can do each other. Yeah,
1: like at the end that. of the day, if you look at any team in pro athletics, even if somebody's the superstar, somebody had to pass you the ball, though. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like you, Kobe, LeBron, like you're you're going to, are you just going all the way? Like you can't even inbound to yourself. Good analogy. Right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. somebody has to play their part. Everybody has to play their part. And in different seasons, your part might be different. My husband don't cook, but. Hey, man, I don't cook me for both Right. you need to you gotta I know, get, I'm gonna get on
0: it man I'm it's just really it. a promise. struggle i promise I'm gonna get on you
1: know and thing, he'll man. say i didn't marry you you didn't marry me because i could cook i married you because you could cook but he's real serious about making sure the kitchen is clean why because he want to eat right. so in order for me to do what you want me to do i need you to help me out you the really same right. way everything is a partnership financially it. you think about it
0: i love it and let's let's kind of pivot right into uh, the podcast now right mm-hmm. so let's talk about a podcast obviously hosted by you and your husband um, when did that commence? You know, what was the ideology, the, the idea behind it? Like, w- what what is it about? I
1: actually what wanted it? to start the podcast back in 20, uh, 2018. And I had a friend that I had fell out with at the time. We cool now. But at the time I fell out with him, he had started a podcast. So I didn't because I didn't want him to be like I was mm-hmm. doing it because he was doing it. Right. And so for years, I've wanted to start a podcast. I mean, could you imagine if I would have just did it back then? Like, yeah, But anyway.
0: Crazy. Yeah, yeah crazy.
1: like why I'd be what? Been I'll been on been episode more. like 300. Anyway. Yeah. Um, what episode are you on now? Uh, we actually launch back next Tuesday, next Tuesday. Uh, at a, episode twenty-five.
0: I did see I had a thousand downloads or something like that. So congrats on that. I know, yes. it's, I know it's still going up, so it's dope. Yes, it's
1: amazing. Um, but podcasting is dope, yeah. and so really just it was kind of just the insight on our conversation that we have at, at home mm. with a camera. Everything that is on there mm. is stuff that we talk about every day or consistently within our lifestyle. And so um, I wanted to start a podcast, and then we ended up having a conversation about me starting my podcast, and I was like, why don't you just do Mm. it with me? And he was like, all right, cool, whatever. Um, Because people only knew us as Malcolm and Brittany Garrison. Mm. You know, the... the, (laughs) you you didn't see their personality. Yeah, they didn't know. People literally thought we were robots. They were like, if if I told somebody that I was sleep-deprived because I'm a new mom, they're like, you have problems? I'm like... Uh, yeah. But, you know, when you're in positions of leadership, you know, sometimes it's like, yeah. all, I have exactly. this phrase that says view of discretion is advised. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I gotta, you know, move a certain yeah, way around certain people when it comes to yes. respect levels, all this stuff. You can't just, you know, my mom said, you can't show your yeah. draws to everybody. Mm-hmm. And so, not that I'm showing yeah. my draws now, yeah. but, yeah. <laughs> you know, on the podcast, it's like, but it's being real and having conversation. Yeah. I think in 2022, like, it was a hard year for a lot of people where it's yeah. like, you really just feel like you don't even know who you are anymore. Yeah, it's facts. Like, like, what is even happening? And I had told my husband last year that, like, there was just something on the earth, like, it was just weird. And coming into 22, and like, everything was changing for so many people. It don't really matter what industry people are in career-wise that are in my life. Everybody has been going through, like, some sort of pivot mm-hmm. you know um i have a friend her she lost her mom this year i got yeah, another friend that nice. lost their business I, lo- you know i got friends that's m- you know marriage and getting married and having figuring kids it it's like everything is just what the figuring hell is going on Weird. and yeah. so we were talking about it and it's like Yo, well let's just talk about it and that's so how that's the whole thing came around. about but it was really in a in a season where we were having to have very deep conversations about where we wanted to go in life, yeah. where we were pivoting, transitioning, because um, he left the business before me. Okay. He left me high and dry to do all this stuff by myself after we had built something together. So that was the basis of the first conversation that we were talking about. Where it was like, yo, let's just talk about this. Wow. And so that's where it came from. It's, it's and, cool.
0: how, and, and how, and um, how, like, I know as, when you're doing podcasting, like, you want to be as vulnerable, as real, mm-hmm. as authentic, um as possible, but are there ever moments where you and your husband have conversations about just like the, the the level of secrecy, um, the things that you do say. I mean obviously you're mindful about what you talk about, mm-hmm. about what you say. But are there ever moments where it's just like y'all yeah, ever you know, I don't want to say butt heads, but like how how do y'all coexist, mm-hmm. you know, doing those things, right? Having conversations daily, you know, opening up about your private life sometimes mm-hmm. on some occasion. Um, some of the challenges that you've experienced, like Mm -hmm. how have you guys adapted to that Um, opening up to the public?
1: Yeah. Now giving the public an opinion mm-hmm. about what child life is like, you know, and the public do be having their opinions. It would be wild. Uh, TikTok especially, like TikTok goes it, yeah, crazy. TikTok be moving. They yeah, be going stupid. Know. But um, honestly, it's kind of like we are an open book. We talk to so many couples or our friends. Like we have Dude. a lot of friends that are couples, and this is the stuff that we literally talk about all the time. Dude. So um, I think, like I said, viewer discretion is advised. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some things that would be more um, private, but at the same time, it's kind of like based off of what though, because you know some. Something that you've gotten over could be something, the very thing that somebody needs to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, our last episode of our very first season, um, I sat down with some of my my girlfriends. We're all new moms. Uh, well, one of them, she has two kids, she just had her second at the Congratulations, time. By the way. Thank you. Um, and then my other friend, she had just had her her daughter is four year, I mean four months younger than my son. Yeah. And so we're talking about it was called Momming AF. And my homegirl, she opens up, we don't talk about this at all. Like, I'm like, Yeah, we're gonna do a sound bite to start the episode. She was like you know, um, if I would have known how great motherhood was, I would have never had abortion the first time. I'm like, oh, it's not. Damn. We, we doing this? Like That's beasty. Yeah, that's beastly. Like, this Somebody is what going to do.
0: Flag on the plate, look, now.
1: Literally. But it was like, yeah. it was the first time I had ever talked about it. Yeah. It was the first time I had ever told anybody outside of my literal close-knit circle, which is probably a solid 10 people, that I had an abortion in college for the public to wow. see, you know what I'm saying? And I had to call my parents and tell them, hey. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Uh, I feel like- oh, so they didn't know no. before you said, oh, no. snap. Damn. No. But I had talked to my husband when we first started talking on the podcast. I was like, yo, are we going to talk about that? He was like, oh my gosh, no. Like, we can't. Your parents are going to hate me. But he was like, I don't care if my parents find out. But your parents are going to hate me. And I'm like, Damn. so we didn't That's talk about good. it. But when she brought it up, it was just kind of like I was in a place where I finally felt free enough to say it. And like at the end of the day, there's so many women that do suffer in silence about stuff like that because wow. of the shame and the guilt and you know really just trying to overcome the feelings that come with all of that stuff and the decisions that you make but when she said it on the show i'm like damn that's... you said that we're doing this and i had a lot of wine too yeah and i was act- actively coming down with COVID in the same sense i didn't notice till like the after the episode was over i ended up having covet like right after it was over but You know, we drank our way through it, and we had the conversation, and it was like, I felt so free because it's something I've hidden since 2013. You're talking Mm -hmm. about almost 10 years of secret? 10 years? Damn. Damn. And now I'm like, I know it was like a, a big load, though, because though now was, I told everybody, so not just the though. world. But I've had I had the conversation directly with my parents like they didn't find out on the show or nothing of like course, that. Yeah. Um, but I had the conversation directly with my parents. And, you know, just to be able to be relieved of the weight was just kind of like. But even so, the response there were that was our highest downloaded episode wow. um, from that whole season. I mean, like literally all over. The, Mom's just like, yo, like I never told nobody before. Man.
0: That's big. And I kind of want to, you know, t- talk about, you know, motherhood now mm-hmm. a, a little bit. Um, you know, you newborn, you're a mom. You know, I realize that as a, as a woman and obviously as an entrepreneur, as a, you know, doing everything that you do, you, you have to give so much, mm-hmm. you know, to, to people. But when you're pregnant, a lot of that comes to a halt because yes. you have other obligations, other responsibilities, right? You, you, you know, and your husband tends to you and he tries to hold it down. How, how is that period for you going from, you know, moving in entrepreneurship, you know, at your highest mm-hmm. to having to pause for a little bit and not saying that it's a bad thing. But mm-hmm. just to know what that experience is like, having to pause or take it slow a little bit because you got to focus on your mm-hmm. pregnancy and then having to, you know, catch back up again and hit the ground running. Like, what is that phase like for, for women? You know what I mean? And I'm sure it's different for everybody.
1: But it's definitely different sure for everybody. It's... But for me in that moment. I I felt horrible I hated everything I hated every moment of it because because I was pregnant in COVID um what Mm -hmm. was happening during that time is that a lot of moms there's this period of time in your Mm -hmm. pregnancy where like I realized that when they talk about morning sickness and all that it's actually a good sign that your your child is okay so I had to take that on as a badge of honor of like oh okay I'm good Mm -hmm. but there's a period in between that when you're from your first trimester to your second where it's too early for you to feel the baby moving but you no longer have morning sickness. So you're in this confused place. And what was happening during COVID is that a lot of moms will be asymptomatic Mm. and they would get to their 20 week scan and there's no baby. Mm. And so like my doctor was like, you can't get into no big crowds, no, no travel, no, Mm -hmm. and you, you know, the type of business, like there's always big crowds. (laughs) There's always travel. What do you mean? I can't do anything. You know, I didn't expect that at all. And so for me, it was really, really difficult because I felt like what, What will it become if I can't do what I've done or do it how I've done it? But then it's like on the other side, it's like, damn, why have I done it so hard for so long if I can't take a break? Um, So I was in between a lot of feelings. And, you know, but I I mean, I had a really, really great pregnancy. I have a very supportive partner. um, And like I said, my husband in that time took on the majority of the way we were building our business. Um, But what happened was the expectations after. Mm. That was way worse than the actual pregnancy itself because what you feel like is like oh i can't wait to drop this baby and are you seeing expectations in terms of like th- the work or yeah like seeing- i mean well motherhood is crazy and it's well, yeah, that's well, a whole other oh, thing so saying the, the saying expectations motherhood, of of, motherhood? of what it really would entail or what that it would take okay, for me or okay. how could i do i really question like how can i do both that like you, okay. it's easy to get up and somebody be like yo come to whatever and you're like all right back cool i'm gonna book a flight now I'm like, who's going to watch the baby? Right. Oh, okay. I got to go call my mama and ask my mom, okay. can she come to town from Maryland to watch my son? Yeah. And not, like, it's a lot more. And so my expectation and the expectations of others um, was that once she dropped the baby, like she back. Mm. And I struggled really hard with that. She's back. And what happened was what I realized is there's sexism in entrepreneur in really anything. It's not intentional. Right. But if I was a dad, Nobody would ever be like, it's like they was giving me I miss the old Kanye vibes, like literally Mm. like, yo, I need I need you to get back. And I'm like, what am I? I was doing a presentation the night before my water broke. my husband was doing a presentation in the hospital parking lot you know we're not talking about like so for me I was like damn like I've been doing this thing like hardcore up until the day I gave birth you know what I'm saying and so what the expectation was is like once you drop the baby you good you back you back on the road you don't I'm like if I was a dad that would 100% be true Wow. The difference it's, was, I wasn't a dad. Was a dad. And so, what people expected because, you know, their dads or they've seen dads, oh. like, yo, you can get up and go after the. Because your wife's going to be at home or your girl's going to be at home with the baby. So, you can do what you want. I was the girl and yeah, I was yeah. the person building the business. So you, you know what I'm saying? So, that. I felt like I was literally like being punished or, you know, whatever because I decided to expand my life mm. and, and become a mother. And it was like.
0: Jesus. So, so although your motherhood journey is, is obviously still young, I still feel like you've learned so much throughout that phase. So what has motherhood taught you thus far? Patience,
1: patience and um, priority, mm-hmm. because um, prior to having my son, I would put everything on the back burner for my business. And once I had him, my focus is always my family now. And I think that was a hard adjustment for people. What, what happens when you have a baby? It's not just you that has to adjust. It's the whole world. Mm. It's everybody in your world that has to now adjust to who you are and who you've become and the things that are now of priority to you. My son's still breastfed. Please, y'all pray that he quits one day. Um, He's 18 months because, I mean, this is Mm. ridiculous at this point. Mm. Um, But anyway, that's a whole other story. Mm. But what you got to understand is, like, traveling as a breastfed mom at the beginning is like, yo, I need my kid. Like, it's not even just about me wanting to be with Like, this is like relief for me wow. in that sense and that's what the stuff I wasn't you know I just thought I could move like I did and it was never the same but it was really everybody else having to adjust to that and then being okay with them having to adjust to me versus me trying to shape my life around the expectations of other people because I got this person that didn't ask to be here right. that I had to take care of right. and um making him and my family my priority.
0: And that's that's big I love hearing motherhood stories I'm sorry if I got a little you know into it. No for so, sure. Um, so how did like When it comes to just, like, the whole motherhood, Mm -hmm. business, marriage, where does the work-life balance come into play? It doesn't. How do you... Yo, I ask this question intentionally to every entrepreneur, mother, every time, and I get the same answer. Not one person says... You know, make a schedule or make it. No. They always say there is no balance.
1: There isn't. I so, love it. like it's, it's like you just kind of got a flow. I like love it. today, my husband and I are very scheduled based. So I it's like, it. all right, what you got on the calendar tomorrow? Tomorrow he got a haircut. So he's like, what you got to do tomorrow? Because uh, I got to get my haircut <laughs> <my> <laughs> tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? So I'm so like, cool. yo, I got to go shoot this podcast tomorrow. Um, I got to work out at 830. So I'm doing, look, this is my day. And we're very, we're very attentive to each other's needs and their priorities. Um, but it's never like, what? first of all, he's eighteen months. they once they on the move and stuff like they you know you don't want to feel bad mm-hmm. like my my t v is babysitting the kid and all this stuff like that, but I still got goals. I still got things I want to do um we still have to find time to reconnect and all that stuff to make sure mm-hmm. that the relationship is maintained. Um, So there is no balance. You just prioritize things. And my husband is my priority. My son is my priority. My business is my priority. But they all have different priorities. Um, They take up different space. um, And we're very intentional about our time with our son, our time with each other, and then the time for the business.
0: Damn, I love that. I love that. So walk me through a typical day for, for you.
1: Well, my son wakes up, typically 6 to 7.30, 8 is a great day. Um, I do that. I do some consulting on the side for some tech companies. Um, and so pretty much I check check the chat, you know, check my email, all the stuff like that, do breakfast. My son is usually done with his breakfast around like 9. And then there's this program called Miss Rachel, and that's his school right now. She's really, really dope. Uh, she's taught him a lot of speech. Uh, her son was a delayed with speaking so she her whole YouTube is like her teaching kids babies and toddlers how to speak. Right. Um so he watches that. His speech is really, really incredible. He does sign language, all that stuff like that. Oh wow um, my mom's deaf. Really? That's dope, yeah. That is crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah, so if he was here and you open up a bag of chips, I like he's sitting it, there I like more. Yeah, yeah, all day. It's dope, it's dope. Um but it's not fun. Like milk and all that be like, yeah. Shut up, chill, <laughs> yeah. chill. Um but yeah, so he does that and then uh we'll chill a little bit, we'll do some um some other engaging activities and then um snap time
0: where do you see yourself in the next five years next five years i'll be 35
1: oh yeah um next five years uh definitely 50 million Mm. 50 m's 50 million is the goal in the next five years um in the garrison global management brand um the podcast will be super successful my son will be six um yeah we'll have multiple thriving businesses
0: on December 27th, oh, yes, of 2020, what's this? 22. 22, 23 24, 24, 27. 22, two plus five, not whatever. December 27th, for the next it? five years, yes, she's gonna be back on here. A million, uh, 50, 50 M's up, 50 podcast meals. busing, Yep, her, her son gonna be five years
1: old, he's an NBA or, prodigy. That write that down, that's 18 years at, though. So 18? NBA prodigy. Oh, no, you said, I said in he eighteen he gonna be. In. You said five years. Yeah, said, but he can't go to the NBA when he five though. Oh, you say for the prodigy part. Oh NBA yeah, prodigy. So, NBA prodigy. <laughs> eighteen years.
0: Look, man. Um, I think. I mean, Brittany, I appreciate you. You give us a lot of value. Um, you know, with everything that you got going on, I study you. Your podcast for sure. I think it's Likewise, super bro. dope. I've definitely been tapping into him. I think you guys have amazing conversations. I think we need more. You know. Entertainers like us, and I want to say entertainers, but I say entertainers because I think we're the real entertainment, right? Yeah. I think with all of this other stuff that we got going on in the world, it's so easy for people to just get their minds tainted. Oh, so just sure. keep doing your thing. Shout out to your husband, you know, shout out to your little man. And I wish you well, man. I can't wait to appreciate have you back it, in bro. five years. And you know, we both up, right? Both oh, our sure. podcasts, you know, top 10, you know what I mean? And we just doing good things. So I, I feel like people your, don't
1: ask you this. Oh, What's actually, your
0: goal? Five, goal five years? My goal five years. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely would say a, a millionaire. I'm not sure what number. yet. I didn't put a number on it yet, but a millionaire. Uh, my podcast would have been, you know, definitely I want to be in the top two for mm-hmm. entrepreneurship. Category-wise, uh, category, category wise, uh, I would have opened a um, a sign language community service organization. Um, and and that's, I think that's where I am right now. Like, my main focus right now is just growing my podcast brand. Yes. Um, just, you know, putting myself in a good position financially, not just because of me, obviously, but because of what I want to do. For the brand, but um, yeah, I think that's really my goal right now. So millionaire podcast top two, and entrepreneurship, and you know, I will have an organization with for sign language, I'm in the very near future. So I mean, you heard it here. Now five years, we're gonna be there. So look, man, if y'all enjoyed this episode, is there any? How can the people stay connected with you? Um, let them know your platforms, your podcast, all that. It'll be posted right here on the page. Let them know.
1: Yeah, for sure. You can follow me on all platforms at Brittany Denell. what's just happened to my voice? <laughs> I forgot to get my water out here to get my water, All right, I think I'm back. Okay. You can follow me on all platforms at Brittany Danell, and then you can follow the show at So Let's Talk About It pod um, on all platforms as well. We have a podcast for millennials who are discovering or rediscovering themselves at the major life transition. So y'all tap in with us, y'all tune in, and thank you for having me, bro. Thank you so much, man. If you enjoyed this episode,
0: like, comment, subscribe, download, you know, share it to the world It's going to be on, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify is going to be posted right here on the screen. Um, I love you all. See you guys soon. Yeah. Get
1: to the cake. I'm on a mission for maze, no matter how long it's gonna take. Back. I could just see it already. Give me that new Benz or the Wraith. Watching my own back where I'm from. It was never safe. Yeah. Get Need a hundred M's and been a safe. Uh-huh. Last chance like a movie. Roll another one and get baked. Mix the underwealth wealth with the Gucci. Yeah, You know when I get a Bennett. Uh-huh. I promise you gonna catch feelings. All you gotta do is hold it down. I told you I'm gonna kill this nigga.